Considering the subject matter of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, the hosts recommend using discretion when allowing anyone under the age of 17 to listen. Listener discretion is advised. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is proudly available worldwide on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Facebook Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. On this episode of Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk, Rick and Stephen discuss a recent investigation into the haunted claims of Ms. Peddler's Boutique. They cover the recent hoax from Master Fraud Steve Huff and talk about the new monster sightings in North Carolina. Happening now on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. And welcome to another edition of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. We are your hosts. He is Stephen Lancaster, ghost hunter, author, and filmmaker. I am Rick Hale, ghost hunter and author as well. So welcome to another edition, and uh, thank you so much for coming back. Stephen, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. I'm over the COVID. My wife's doing a lot better. I hear that. Uh, just, yeah, you know we're we're back in business. Some crazy and some cool things are happening in the paranormal world. But I did want to take a moment and just on behalf of uh, Rick and myself, give our condolences to our friend Sean Bonney. Yeah. Um, he just lost his father days ago. I, I I grew up with Sean. I knew his father. Sean does great things um, uh, for people with mental illness and special needs. Um, we've had him on the show. Um, you guys can look up the episode Haunted Survivor with Sean Bonney, where he tells us his story. Um, but we are just very, very sorry to hear that his father has passed, and we are wishing you well, my friend. Yeah, very sorry, Sean. Um, I know it's rough, man, but um, you definitely have we definitely have your back in all things. So terribly sorry for your loss. So, <laughs> what do we got today, Ricky? D- <laughs> don't do not i repeat do not i will shut this shit down if you call me that again your, um, ricky, your ricky is like my stevie i hate it too man oh i hate God. it yeah but see that but that that's actually my legal name um i hate really? it god i hate it anyways so yeah we have got a a lot to talk about on today's show we're going to be talking about how soon is now. Um, with ghost hunting, trying to contact the dead. And uh, the un- and unfortunately, I have to mention his name because this is, what, this is what's going on. Steve Huff is at it again, trying to or claiming to contact the spirit of, I believe it was Betty White Meatloaf. And there was a third uh, celebrity that just recently died that he is you know, fraudulently trying to contact. Um, So we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about my investigation at the, uh, at Miss Peddler's Boutique in downtown Antioch, Illinois, with the new group that I belong to, um, U.S. Paranormal Research. It was a great investigation. Some stuff happened. We're going to talk about that. 
Um, let's see. We're also going to talk about Stephen has a new cryptid that he wants to talk about today. He hasn't even told me the name of this cryptid yet. Um, so this is going to be new to me, new to you, new to all of us. And then we're going to be we're going to take another trip across the pond over to England to Norwich United Kingdom to the Maid's Head Hotel. Um, we got a lot to talk about, but there, Stephen, there is one thing that I didn't tell you about that I want to talk about because it was really weird <laughs> what happened to me on Friday. So, okay, so I, I go to the gym, like, practically every day. It's, it's so is, sort this of a, like, is this a lead-up to a joke? No, it's not a lead-up to a joke. So I go to the gym every day um, just, you know, for something to do. And um, so I drop my son off at school. And the second I drop him off and pull back out onto the road from the school, I hear like the voice inside my head, don't go to the gym. You know how you get like that, that, that little inner voice, that gut feeling, Steve? Yeah, I get it every Sunday morning. Don't do the show. <laughs> no, but it's, seriously, it was so strong that I could practically hear it in my head. Like, don't go to the gym. Like, the anxiety was overwhelming. And I'm like on my way, and then I, I can't I can't ignore that voice um, in my head that says don't go. So I turn down the street and head back home. And as soon as I turn down that street to head back home, the that little voice is gone. So I don't know if like fate or the universe was trying to tell me something. You know, maybe I was going to get in a car accident. Maybe I was going to get severely injured at the gym. Maybe something terrible was going to happen. I don't know what it was, but man, I have never had it that strong before. That's weird. So have you done any research to see if anything like happened in that area or at the gym or anything? Nothing. But which kind of makes me wonder, was I the cause of something terrible and I spared myself and whomever else? I, I just don't know. But hey, nothing happened. The butterfly effect, man. You never know. Yeah, you never, you know. never know. But hey, we guys, we also have a contest coming up this week. Mm. Um, so you guys want to yes. be on the lookout um, for a graphic, some advertising for it or whatnot on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. We are going to be giving away DVD copies. Yes, Rick, of yes. the cane, the cane hotter lead balsam, a paranormal investigation signed by the director himself, Tony Caldwell. We are going yeah. to be giving those away. Thank you, Tony, for offering those to the show. Um, for us to do a contest so we're working out all the details on the contest itself but when you see it jump on it this is a cool paranormal documentary uh to check out and get your own copy so yeah yeah and, and, and we we've had the director on we've had tony cadwell on we also had one of the people um that was in the um in the documentary mave ibanez mave yes Great guest, both great guests, um, probably two of my favorite shows so far that we've done. And uh, yeah, so jump on this right away and you're, you, you, you will win this signed copy. It, you, it's going to be great. And this is opening the door to contests. Now that our, our fan base is growing, our listener base is over 100,000. Um, we're going to start, you know, maybe doing signed copies of our own books. 
I mean, who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll have some cool things when we finally get around to releasing the t-shirts <laughs> that uh, I designed a year ago. That's been that that's been over a year now, Steve. Yeah, I know. Can you believe we've been on on here for over a year now? No. <laughs> I can't. I can't. When hey, when Spotify starts paying us like they pay Joe Rogan, then I'll get excited. Making millions of dollars to be on Spotify. That is crazy. Right. But, well, you know, you, well, well, that's because he does, you know, spots for, um, you know, giant black Ford trucks and, um, you know, Axe Body Spray. So we got to get those, you know, kind of dollars there. What man. it is, is he does what we won't do. It, and that it, is, is, he I've never does all to- the controversial stuff. Oh, right. The right. stuff he knows that's going to just cause a ruckus. Kind of like Howard Stern. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's just that's just not us. But not we may talk about controversial stuff and we may call somebody a fraud or we, but we're not doing it for ratings. We're just doing it because that's our fucking opinion, you know. Yeah. So, Rick, what do you want to yes. start out with today? Well, God, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I tell you what, why don't we start with your cryptid? Because I'm dying to hear what what this mysterious new cryptid is this is really cool man because it's so different it, it immediately made me think of mothman first off okay. um but there's there hasn't been it this is so new okay in fact people are probably hearing about it first right here okay. on shadow initiative paranormal talk this is so new because all of the recent sightings all unrelated these people don't know each other Different areas of North Carolina, like some of them not even remotely close to each other, have reported seeing the same exact thing. So there's no name to this thing. Okay. The news hasn't, the news has, uh, they, they've done, there's been a newspaper article, winged okay. creature spotted in North Carolina. There's been a uh, news broadcast on it, but nobody has actually given this thing a name. So, Rick, it may be up to us. Just like our like empire, you know, we might have to, uh, we might have to make up a name for it. Yeah, but, but hold on a second. So, are, are are we sure that it's not Mothman? Because usually, when Mothman shows up, shit gets real. You know, I well, mean, things well, things go here's boom. Here's the thing. You know, we we have um, cranes mm-hmm. and ingrids here. You know, these big, wide wingspan birds. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's immediate, immediately what I think when I hear somebody say they saw a large winged creature. However, right. okay, a lot of people, if you guys are, are fans of the paranormal, obviously you're listening to this show. North Carolina has been the home to Bigfoot, the Lake Norman monster, the lizard man, you know, but now we have an uncategorized winged creature. And the descriptions are all the same. Okay, now mm-hmm. now one's really credible. The first person to claim to have seen this thing is a woman by the name of Cynthia Lee, and she is a veterinarian. Okay. So guess what she knows? She animals. knows animals. She knows animals. She described this thing as a flying creature with no feathers. Okay, so I guess kind of like a pterodactyl. You know, like a dinosaur, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, it had a long tail with a diamond-shaped bulb at the end of the tail. 
Okay. Sounds like a pterodactyl, yeah. Now that was seen in Raleigh. Okay, Raleigh, the capital of North Carolina. Right. Okay. In Charlotte, North Carolina, a man and his cousin referred to what they saw as a dragon. Okay. okay. The man said it literally looked like something out of a Jurassic Park movie. Okay. Okay. In Asheville, North Carolina, where the wickedly haunted Biltmore estates are at, okay, a lady saw a huge black winged creature come down kind of kamikaze at her car. You know what wow. I mean? And then it just kind of at the last minute went back up. Um, but she explained it as having no feathers, but sharp edges to its features. Okay. And finally, if I'm doing the speed limit 25 minutes from here in Jacksonville, North Carolina, where Campus Union well, is at. Okay. The hold on a second. Base. Go ahead. Hold on a second. These are all big cities. This is not rural areas. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Now, where, where I live is rural. Right. The biggest city is Jacksonville, where I said, like, Camp Lejeune is. It's the Marine base, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, spotted in the sky over Jacksonville by dozens of people. A little bit better description here. Pale greenish white and very smooth skinned. It did, it did not appear to have any feathers, but the end of the tail had a diamond shape on the end. Again, with this diamond shape at the end, like like a dragon, like a stereotypical dragon, you know, like sure. you see from yeah. cartoons and stuff like that. And that's 25 minutes away from me. So this all happened within this month. The turn of the new year, all in January, all five of these sightings have been within weeks of one another. You know, what I think is interesting is, is that, you know, it assuming it is something that died off 65, 60, 70 million years ago, whatever. Um, these things were predators. They would, they would swoop down and grab whatever and carry it away, just like any other bird of prey. Have there been any reports of dogs, cats, um, cows, sheep, you know, anything like that missing? I think, uh, Rick, I think this is a story we're just going to have to keep following because yeah. it's that new. It's that new. I mean, we're talking just a matter of the past couple weeks. And mm-hmm. this is broad daylight, folks. This isn't at night where a big owl swooped in front of somebody's cars or driving down the road and, you know, they, they thought they saw Mothman or, or whatever. Their headlights made the owl's eyes illuminate, you know, and it's Mothman mm-hmm. all of a sudden. This is all brand new. This is within the past two weeks. Broad daylight sightings of a winged creature that can best be described as a dinosaur or a dragon. Um, Mm -hmm. No feathers. So maybe a giant bat would be the best way with, you know, with them saying it had sharp like edges. Um, You know what? I, I would I would be willing to go with the giant bat rather than a dinosaur. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think oh God, I, I think it's Indonesia. It's either Indonesia or New Guinea where they have a cryptid called the Ahul. Mm-hmm. And it's described just like this. A giant winged creature, smooth skin, no feathers. Um, and it, it's it sounds almost like a bat. 
what these people see. And I mean, and these these are areas of the world where there's, you know, vast, you know, miles upon miles upon miles of jungle where anything could possibly hide. But this is in North Carolina. Around right. huge cities. And what's what's interesting I'm about stumped, North man. Carolina is there are sections that's nothing but rural area, like where I live. There are sections that's bigger cities, like Charlotte, Asheville, sure. Raleigh, you know. These are cities, and, and, and these are being seen by multiple people. So I'm just waiting. Everybody's got their cell phones now. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy to film things, and and I hope I get to see something so I can name it. I want to name this thing, and and Watch. being a par- being a paranormal guy, I could put it on the map if it really exists. You know, yeah. But that's an interesting creature of the week, guys. Brand new. We will continue to follow this story. I will watch it closely with it being right right in my backyard, and yeah. we'll we'll see what comes of it, Rick. Yeah, watch the skies, people of North Carolina, because you may get lucky and see a dragon, bat, dinosaur, whatchamacallit. That's what we're going to call it. The whatchamacallit. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get sued by Snickers or Hershey's or whoever makes the whatchamacallit. The North Carolina Asaurus. No. No. Okay. No. Well, the Carolina Rex. There you go. (laughs) So, anyways, let's take a quick break, guys. Listen to these commercials. Um, And uh, when we come back, Rick, what do you want to hit next? Uh, Let us, let's talk about um, how soon is now. Okay, we are going to talk about communicating with the dead. When is the ethics and morality behind it? So you guys stick around. Do you enjoy reading about the paranormal? Check out the highly rated literary works from us, the hosts of Shadow Initiative TV. Paranormal investigator Rick Hale offers you the Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual, Poltergeist, Ghosts, and Demons. Bullets, Booze, and Babes, The Haunted History of Chicago and Illinois. And behold, shocking true tales of terror and some other spooky stuff. But if you're thirsty for more, I bring you true case files of a paranormal investigator and dark spirits, a man terrorized by the supernatural. But if you want to go even further, dive deep into the dark reality of haunted dolls. Check out my paranormal bestsellers, Norman, the doll that needed to be locked away, and Norman 2, the true story of a possessed doll's revenge. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever fine books are sold. You are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale. She's alive! And welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale. You know, uh, before we went on break, we talked about this mysterious new cryptid. Now we're going to be moving into a very controversial subject. Um, Stephen, you know, this this guy that is online 
his name is Steve Huff. He, hates, and he uses my name. It, 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 I hate it. He uses your name? Well, Steven. Oh, yeah. So, Steve Huff. And he's always been a very controversial character. Um, I don't really want to mention him too much because all that does is make people want to seek him out. But something that he does has really got paranormal land all up in a tizzy at the moment. And what he's been doing is he contacts um, dead celebrities using ITC methods. You know, we had Tim on a few a few weeks ago telling us all about ITC. Well, he says he contacts it. He says that he contacts. So he's been right. trying. He's been he claims to contact Betty White, uh, Meatloaf. And there was a third um, celebrity that just recently died. Wasn't so it some kind of like India guy, or Indian guy, or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't remember who it was. I just remember, you know, Meatloaf and Betty White. But um, you know, my question to you, Stephen, is yeah. So I like to think of Stephen. I I don't want to mention that guy too much. But um, my you know my question to you is, Stephen, when is too soon? You know, what is the morality of this? What is the ethics of this? Um, are, is this being done just for clicks and ratings and money? I mean, what 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 are your thoughts as a veteran paranormal investigator? Um, what are your thoughts concerning this? Okay. Give me five minutes. Here we go. No, take take your time. First off... I don't think there's a time limit. I think it depends on the client. Mm -hmm. if, if if client A contacts me and they just lost their daughter last week and they ask me to, you know, make an attempt to communicate with their recently deceased daughter, that's okay. That's I agree. what they that's what they want. Okay, now when we're talking about celebrities, just to play devil's advocate for a second. But let's say I, uh, Harrison Ford dies, and you and you know I love Harrison Ford. I will um, cry that day, but yeah. okay. So, you know, not that I would. It's just not my bag. But if there was a celebrity I could, you know, communicate with, it would be him. And and it'd be one and done. Maybe a few others. Maybe some old musicians I'd like to talk to. Mm -hmm. But okay. That's personal reasons. That's not being glorified. That's not being advertised. You know, that's not being monetized. I sure. think what Huff Paranormal does is strictly a business. It, okay. It's a business, and he's it's genius when it comes to marketing because Betty White did just pass. Meatloaf did just pass. So hashtag-wise, search engine-wise, their names are eating it up in Google, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's genius when it comes to making money because he knows that's going to bring a viewership. Sure. The, prob the problem I have with it is, with him, let's just say, is his intention is to profit. And, and he's been outed so many times by actual professionals in this field. There right. have been, there's videos on YouTube of people finding the exact same audio samples, you know, whether it be from movies or TV shows or something that he's used, you know, claiming that an and audio analyst can analyze this and say, yeah, it's the exact same blurb. You know, that was used in this TV show. You just used to say that was so-and-so, 
communicating. So he's been out it that way. Um, what I've noticed by his following is it's it's the same mentality, the same crowd that defends Zach Baggins. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's and and like I said, people like Zach and people like Steve Huff, they do us a favor, or they at least do me a favor because they take all those people who believe in Zach Baggins being real, you know, and and, and yeah. they take them all. And they cattle them for me. Those aren't the people I want reading my books anyway. Those aren't the people I want following my research anyway. Because guess what? I would bore the shit out of them. You know, yeah. because, you know, so to answer your question, when's too soon? I think it's really ultimately up to the client. What he's doing is just taking it upon himself to, to, to ride search engine optimization, you know, to, to ride whatever is trending at the moment. It, it's blatantly clear. I mean, and to profit off of it. And he has tons of people defend him, you know, just like they do Zach, you know. But again, you look at the people who are defending him. Do they even matter? No, they don't. And I hate I hate for that. And when I say that, I mean in, in the realm of para, paranormal research. Do these people defending Zach Baggins and Steve Huff matter? No, they don't. Like I said, it's doing me a favor. You can have those people. You can have them, profit off of them. If they're okay with giving you their money, more power to you. But I ain't buying your bullshit. Okay, so here are my thoughts concerning this. Um, First off, I agree with what you said about if that it depends upon the client. If the client calls you and says, hey, my son recently just passed away and I'm, I think that I'm seeing him or I think that I'm hearing his voice or feeling his presence. First off, I would suggest to that person that they see a grief counselor because this may be just being caused by grief, which we've all experienced. We've all gone through the five steps of grieving. And one of those steps is unfortunately thinking that you're having um, some kind of spectral visitation. So first off, I would say to that person, maybe a grief counselor before you call in a ghost hunter. And yes, I was saying that with air quotes. Um, However, if more than just yourself is experiencing this in your home, maybe it's time to call in a psychic medium or a paranormal investigator. And, and And I say this, you know, to the paranormal investigator in the psychic medium. If you go to a person's house that's experienced this kind of stuff, you had better be respectful. Yes. You had better be respectful. You had better be sensitive. Do not go in there, balls to the wall, like Rambo walking in and running in with a jock without a jock strap. Do the job and do it properly. Okay. But now with the monetization thing, um, yeah, I think that this is being, I think this is nothing more than clickbait, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It is. Yeah, people are going to go, they're going to listen. It's like, oh my God, you know, Betty White, who, you know, Betty White was a goddamn national treasure. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can say. Um, Meatloaf, not really a fan of his music. Bad Out of Hell was a great album. There's nobody who can question or deny that. But I, I just think that, it's like, this is too soon. 
allow the family time to grieve, allow his loved one, their loved ones, friends, whatever, time to get used to the idea that this person is now gone from our lives. I just think that this is ghoulish doing this kind of thing. And, um, and, and, and like you said, I mean, it's, if you want to follow Steve Huff or the Steve Huffs of the world, that's your business, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. I'm not going to tell you, you know, what to do and what not to do, because I am a, a completely a person of choice, you know, but it's like, just, you know, give it time, be respectful and don't be a ghoul, man. It's like, you know, digging up graves or whatever. It just, I, I, I say, just give it time. Well, you said a couple of things I want to touch base on real quick. One is it's selfish and it's disrespectful. Yes. Okay, because yes, you're catering to the fans of Meatloaf. Yes, you're catering to the fans of Betty White. And then the subcategory of those fans, the people who believe the shit from TV. Okay, mm-hmm. so th- this is your target audience. All right, the naive and the vulnerable. And mm-hmm. that disgusts me. And Absolutely. you're not even thinking that, you know, maybe Meatloaf's family or Betty White's family is going to come across these things. And here's this goober cl- using audio samples from wherever he pulled them, you know, from his movies or from her TV show, wherever he pulled the audio samples from. And then lying to people saying, this is really her communicating. No, it's not. But you're not even thinking about the feelings of the family. And that leads me to the next part I wanted to touch base on with what you said. Okay. When you get called in, I I don't hate many things. In fact, I hate the word hate. Sure. I'll use the word despise. I can't stand it when these paranormal investigators go into a house And it's a family that wants to talk to their deceased daughter or whatnot. And they give them exactly what the family wants. Right. And it's nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing. And they're doing so much mental damage. And I lost a lot of friends, a handful of friends. Back when I don't even know what episode of Ghost Adventures it was. I didn't even see the episode. I saw a clip that was on mm-hmm. a Facebook page and it was some preacher or priest that I, that I guess they use a lot. And they're telling this family about this demon and all this other shit. And the family's crying. Mm-hmm. And I go off on this post about how disrespectful it is to fill these people's heads who are obviously hurting with all this bullshit. Yeah. It is so wrong to do that. And man, of course, it was the Zachites. I got slammed, slammed. A- and friends of mine, colleagues of mine in the paranormal field, dude, our, our relationship's been over since that day. Because How they're sad. They, yes, because they're defending, oh, I know this guy personally. He would never make that up. Whatever. We know the TV people. We know they make it up. They signed a contract. That's what happens. You can't convince me otherwise. But yeah, man. See, I can't I can't really speak to the TV thing, but I know that you can because you've been there. You've done plenty of TV. You know the papers that you have to sign. You yeah. know oh, yeah. what producers are looking for. I mean, just your recent appearance on A Haunting was the story was 
vastly different from what you've told people. Right. And um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, going into the house and telling you that you have a demon and stuff, it's like, man, that that is just completely disrespectful. So I think that, you know, to wrap it up, if you have lost a loved one and you think that you're experiencing their presence, please, I implore you, seek a grief counselor before you come and see somebody like Stephen and I. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I kind of come with benefits with the, with the psychology degree, you know, mm-hmm. because that's one of the first things I do is a psychological evaluation, you know, so sure. I'm kind of the, the best of both worlds when it comes to that. But guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I mean, I'm ready to hear about this investigation of yours, Rick. Yeah, it was, okay. it was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, that's great. Is that, is that it? Is that the segment? <laughs> <laughs> so guys, we're going to take a quick break. Have a, have a listen to these commercials when we come back. We're going to be talking with Rick, jumping back into paranormal investigating and his inve- his first investigation back at Ms. Peddler's Boutique. And that is in Illinois. So, you guys, stick around. We will be right back. You're listening to Stephen and Rick on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. Explore the fascinating world of the paranormal on the Label 13 YouTube channel. Watch captivating paranormal videos, full paranormal documentaries, and watch exclusively the entire 20-episode first season of Shadow Initiative Paranormal TV for free. The Label 13 YouTube channel showcases paranormal footage that has been seen on A&E Biography, Travel Channel, and Discovery Plus. Watch Label 13 at youtube.com slash label 13 videos. That's youtube.com slash label 13 videos. And don't forget to subscribe for more of the supernatural. Join the hosts on Facebook at facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. That's facebook.com slash welcome to the initiative. Want to be a guest on Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk? Is there something you would like to hear discussed? Contact the hosts at shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. That's shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. All right, guys, you are back to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with ghost hunters and authors Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. And we are about to talk about Rick's latest investigation into Ms. Peddler's Boutique in Illinois. Rick, yes. let's hear it, man. Come on. Well, you know, just, just to give some people some context, I mean, everybody, I think that all of our listeners know that, you know, almost six years ago, I went through cancer and lost a couple body parts <laughs> in the process. I lost half of a lung and, 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 uh, my, the, uh, uh, below knee on my left, on my left leg. Um, so it took a long time. It was almost a good, it's, it's been over six years since I've done an investigation. So I joined up with U uh, U.S. paranormal research out of, uh, Antioch, Illinois, and we did our first investigation last week and it was Miss Peddler's boutique, um, 901 main street, uh, in Antioch, Illinois. And, you know, Stephen, it was, it was nothing short of fun, man. 
You know, it, it was great to finally get back out there and do the thing that I feel that I was born to do. And that is to hunt ghosts. I know that's a really, I know that's a really unpopular thing to say or unpopular thing to cause your call yourself. But Hey, there's a lot more history behind that than paranormal investigator. But, um, yeah. So, all right. First off, they use a lot of equipment. Stephen and I know that you're 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 kind of a gear guy too. Mm. They use a lot of equipment, and at times it was sort of overwhelming for me, because I come from a time where my first investigation in 1991, all I had was a pen, a pad of paper, a tape recorder, and and a camera. That's all I had. Um, didn't have all this all this gear and stuff, but it's not a bad thing because I learned a lot that night, and that's what I'm there to do. I'm there to learn the way that they do things. So we set up all of the gear, we set up all the equipment, and the investigation begins. Well, uh, and, uh, what were the what were the claims? Like, what brought you all there? Okay, so Miss Peddler, so um, Antioch is one of the oldest towns in Northern Illinois. It was founded way back in the 1800s. And this building along with this block was built in 1901. So when it was first built, it was Thayer and Vickers merchandise shop. It was like, you know, a general store for this, you know, far flung um, community in, you know, God forsaken Northern Illinois. Um, Kind of the place where Jesus lost his sandals. And, uh, so it went from being this merchandise shop. It was a photography studio. It was a tattoo parlor. That's where the stuff really began. Because this was actually featured on Paranormal Survivor. Um, when it was Liberty Tattoo before it became Miss Peddlers. Um, so what they were you know, talking about with uh, the tattoo parlor carried over into Miss Peddlers that's only been there for a couple of years. So this is the activity. They claim to have two ghosts, two resident spirits, ghosts, whatever, whatever you want to call them, spook specters, ghosts, whatever. Um, one of them is a little girl named Kate. Now, mm -hmm. these are, of course, names that they, that they gave these entities because we don't really know their names. So Kate is, she's kind of like a happy-go-lucky sort of little girl spirit, about six years old, very cute, just sort of runs around the place, playing with the stuff, you know, occasionally appearing and saying hi to people when they're in there, and then poof, gone. Okay, so there's really, she's really not a problem. The problem is the second entity that supposedly haunts this place, allegedly. They call him Lloyd. Lloyd is not a nice guy. Lloyd likes to target women who are in the store mm -hmm. or in the basement where he is said to mostly be. Uh, where he kind of, you know, kind of like hangs out. You know, Lloyd likes the basement for whatever reason. But yeah, he, he tends to target women, um, employees, people who visit, even, you know, ghost hunters that show up. Uh, fe female ghost hunters who show up and, and go in the basement into what his is domain. So Lloyd kind of manifests as this 
giant black shadow. Um, some people have, you know, been able to make out details. You know, he's he's kind of a grizzled old dude. Um, he's wearing like a, a long black trench coat, not not black, but brown um, overcoat. And he just sort of like wanders around in the basement and, you know, occasionally comes out just to scare the shit out of people, usually women. So that night in the basement, um, Lloyd was seen by Brian Meisinger, who we've had on the show. He was seen by him, Andy Dykeel, who is the tech guy in Andy's um, teenage son. They saw Lloyd in the basement. He was standing behind a camera that that we had set up and just this big black um, man-shaped shadow, just Mm -hmm. like watching them. Um, I I unfortunately did not see that. Like I'm a very visual person and I like seeing things. I want to be able to see this um, giant black shadow. Sadly, we didn't get a chance to see him that night. I did feel him, though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, however, I forgot. Tony, who is also a member of the group, he is a psychic medium. Um, and he, w- one of the psychic mediums that we work with. Super nice guy. I just want to say, you know, Brian, your your entire group is just awesome. And I'm really glad to be a part of it, if you're listening. Um, so he did see Lloyd. That night, uh, I believe he may have seen him with his psychic eye. But for a good solid, and Stephen, I am not kidding when I say this, for a solid 10 or 15 minutes, I could feel somebody standing next to me. You know how you get like that feeling like somebody is close? Mm-hmm. Um, I can. It's like I can just feel somebody standing directly next to me or at times behind me, pretty much all around me. It's like he was staring me down, trying to intimidate me. And Lloyd learned that night that it takes a lot to scare me away. And um, that feeling haunted me even after the drive home in a snowstorm. It took me like twice as long to get home from Antioch, Illinois. But, um, you know, I've, I've, I've had that feeling before. Am I willing to say that Miss Peddler is haunted? I think that the evidence will have to bear that out. Um, I took a lot of photographs that night, mm-hmm. did not catch anything in photograph. Um, Brian and, um, his, and, and the other members of the group, they're still going over all of the evidence. But um, so when it comes to Antioch, Illinois, Antioch, Illinois is that kind of town. It does a lot to try and draw in tourists and people. And they really want us in U.S. Paranormal to start investigating the other buildings because this is an old town, man. And there are a lot of buildings that have um, long histories of being haunted. So we're going to be taking a look at more of these buildings in Antioch. And um, I experienced something that night that I would would really honestly be, be willing to say was a very negative spirit. Mm-hmm. Lloyd is an asshole. That's all all I'm going to say about Lloyd. But um, thankfully, we did have a a female investigator with us that night named Kelly. 
Uh, Kelly is a first responder like Brian. She's a paramedic and firefighter, super cool person. Had a lot of talking with her that night, especially when we sat at um, our, 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 our base watching the monitors. Very nice person. And um, thankfully, Stephen did not, or Stephen, I'm sorry, Lloyd did not go after her that night. But it was it was a great investigation. It was it was a, an easy investigation for me to kind of ease my way back into the field. Not like my first investigation back in the summer of 1991, where a poltergeist attacked me, and I'm a stupid 17 year old kid. So it was like I said, it was a nice investigation with really great people and investigators that I respect. So I assume you'll be revisiting this place. Uh, follow up. Um, you know what? They're still going over all of the evidence, and uh, there's there's you know Brian and his his second in command, who is Andy. They're usually the ones that do like the the you know, that go over the evidence. But if we want to go, you know, we can we can go with. But yeah, actually, I'm I'm I want to take Jamie, my wife, back to Miss Peddler's because I think it's a place that she'll really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like if, if you're looking for a place that has all the bits and bobs that you're looking for to make your house, business, whatever, more livable and more beautiful, I would have to say that Miss Peddler's at 901 Main Street in Antioch, Illinois, is the place to go. And that's not really an advertisement for them. That's because I believe that, because this was a really cool place. It has a lot of great stuff. Well, you said something. Well, actually, you said it to me after the investigation that uh, <clears throat> made me think, because I know you've heard this story from me a million times. Um, yes, God. Millions. When we were talking about the, you mentioned the Brentwood Wine Bistro earlier mm-hmm. uh, with the Travel Channel thing. Well, you know, that first night in that place, what did I tell you? I saw a six foot tall, solid black silhouette of a man. Right. And and it ate me alive that I didn't have that on film. Mm-hmm. And from that point forward, I do not do an investigation without wearing a head cam. Yeah. You know, and I see that a lot with investigators still. And I know they're expensive. You know, a lot of a lot of it has to do with what you can afford, especially the night vision versions are mm-hmm. really expensive. And, you know, I tried to equip, equip all my colleagues with head cams because we hear that so often in this field that we stationary cameras everywhere, you know, and we've got our surveillance or whatnot. And we're walking around with our handheld cameras. Well, you know, it's just kind of like a natural thing where you're, you're looking this way in your film and, and then you hear something, you turn and look first and then mm-hmm. you bring that camera around and, and, and you know dollars to donuts you just missed whatever it was you saw right so that's my advice to investigators out there wear head cams because they see even, what or even see. body cams yeah i mean you they know, like and they're a little more affordable actually the mm-hmm. the body cams you can get on amazon dirt cheap they do night vision the audio is shit the audio is shit sure. but you at least get at least it sees what you see when you see it and uh, I just I, I find it at this point in time, I find it very questionable as to why more investigators aren't doing that. It's like they don't want to prove that they didn't see something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. that's just my personal thing on it. Yeah, it, it, it was, um, you know, it was, a, it was a really great investigation. And I'm looking forward to more. 
I'm looking yeah. forward to really kind of getting back out there. And like I did with Miss Peddlers on my Facebook page, you know, did like a write up and had pictures. And I'm going to be doing that a lot. And um, this is, you know, and, and hopefully I can get enough under my belt because I want to do a sequel to my memoir, uh, my mm -hmm. second book, Behold, Shocking True uh, Tales of Terror you know, and other spooky and some other spooky stuff. I want to be able to do a sequel to that because I get people asking me sometimes, Hey, is there going to be more? There's going to be more. It's just going to take some time to get there. Exactly. You know, I tell people that the same thing, man, because you know, my books other than the, the Norman books, they chronicle investigations. Each chapter is an investigation, kind of like yours. You know what I mean? Each, each mm -hmm. chapter is its own thing. You know, it's like, look, I, it takes time. It take you got to build that catalog, you know. It's, right. You know, we're not a TV show that can just make it up. Right. But you know, and after with that six long years, it's you know, it's a, it's it's a lot to work up. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say. With that being said, let's take our final break, Rick. And you've got a uh, ghost watch. You're gonna throw at our shadows, our listeners, our awesome fans. And remember, guys, join us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Welcome to the Initiative. We've got contests coming up. Man, and our, our emails are, are, are getting overwhelmed with people's personal stories. Rick, I don't know if you've been getting those, but I've been forwarding those to you. I have um, been getting those, yes. And we are going to share one next week uh, that was sent to us by Bill Matson. Um, if you don't mm -hmm. know who Bill Matson is, Bill Matson, um, he's kind of a legend in paranormal circles here in northern Illinois. And he sent over three, and we'll be reading one of them next week. Okay, cool. And what's the ghost watch you got coming up about? Um, we are going to be going over to Tumland, Norwich. Very ominous sounding Tumland. Uh, to the Maid's Head Hotel. It was an article that I wrote for Spooky Isles about, about four years ago. And um, this place is, well, it's spooky. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about the uh, Maid's Head in Ghost Watch. Hey, man, anything that's got maid and head in the same sentence... I'm in. Count me in. So guys, <laughs> you heard that, Christina. <laughs> you guys check out this commercial and be right back with a brand new ghost watch. So stick around. Hey, my friends, check out my good friend Chris Beck and his work at All Around Art. From lifelike paintings to detailed sketches to phenomenal tattoo artistry, if you can dream it, Chris can bring it to life on canvas or your skin. His art has been showcased in published works such as the paranormal best-selling book Norman 2, The True Story of a Possessed Doll's Revenge. Visit him online at facebook.com slash allaround.art.com. All right, and welcome back to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Stephen and Rick. Today, in Ghostwatch, we're going to Tumlin, Norwich, for the Maid's Head Hotel. The ominously named Tumlin in the heart of historic Norwich is home to the Maid's Head Hotel, a grade two listed building that claims to be the oldest continuously operating hotel in the United Kingdom. With over eight centuries of history behind it, it is only fitting that this timeless hotel be home to two very active ghosts. Comprised of six different interconnecting buildings, the Maid's Head Hotel dates back to the early 13th century. 
The hotel is an eclectic mix of architectural styles that reflects its long and illustrious history. It's believed to sit on a much older foundation that was once owned by the early bishops in the days of William the Conqueror. If so, this predates the history of the building by well over a century. Throughout its history as a place for weary travelers, the Maid's Head Hotel has welcomed several notable guests among their clientele. In 1359, the eldest son of King Edward III, Prince Edward, known as the Black Prince, was a frequent guest, as well as Cardinal Wolsey and Catherine of Aragon. And the hotel's most famous guest, Queen Elizabeth I, slept here one night during her reign in the room that is now called the Queen Elizabeth Suite. And lastly, to add to the mystique of the hotel, the Maid's Head was home to Norwich's first Masonic temple. For many years, this historic Norwich hotel has been known to be haunted by two active ghosts. And due to this, the hotel has become a popular haunt for local paranormal enthusiasts looking to have an encounter with the other side. Over the years, several guests have reported the phantom of an elderly maid moving about the halls and corridors of the hotel. She is typically described as a woman in her mid to late 60s wearing an outdated gray maid's uniform. The gray maid, as she is called, is said to appear in the bar area and proceeds to walk around the hotel seemingly going about her daily chores. Wherever this phantom roams, it's been reported that the overwhelming smell of musty lavender is left in her wake. She then returns to the bar area and vanishes as she walks down the stairs to the basement. The gray uniform she wears was common during the 17th and early 18th centuries, so putting a name to this spirit is somewhat difficult. Guests and staff have reported encountering the unpleasant ghost of a very grumpy old man. This grumpy old man is most often seen in the courtyard shaking his head and mumbling to himself almost as if he is disapproving of something. He has also been seen walking through the halls of the hotel, angrily shaking his head. It's believed this unpleasant entity was the former mayor of Norwich, who is known to have an irascible disposition. He only appears before, for a few moments and fades away before the stunned eyes of onlookers. Staying at the Maid's Head Hotel is like taking a step back in time to medieval England, and their ghostly inhabitants are a constant reminder of that fact. I'm Rick Hale, and this was Ghostwatch. That was Ghostwatch. You know, the story really didn't go the direction I was hoping for. Uh, what were you hoping for? Well, Maid's Head. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm... I'm sorry to disappoint you, pervert, but that's... Hey, you know what? You started this. Folks, you know, you can go back and listen to our early episodes. As a matter of fact, episode one, episode two, episode three, you will hear all about Rick's dead hooker, satanic sex cults, all this weird shit that all came from Rick. So then he wonders why he says he's doing a ghost watch on Maid's Head, and I think like that. Hey, man, what can I say? And I think it's what both of us, you and I, and every other veteran paranormal investigator, we have seen it, we have experienced it, and a lot of that is some seriously weird shit. Yeah, it is some seriously weird shit. That's what gives us something to do, Rick. (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's our every being. 
So, all right. All right, man. Great show. What do we got? We have next show? week, you got us a uh, pretty wicked guest lined up for next week. I have got us a fantastic guest lined up. We're going to welcome to the show Michael Huntington. Michael is a paranormal travel blogger and writer. Um, he is also, let's see, what is he? Visits strange places, as he says, and writes it all down in his blog called Strange Travels. But what's really great about Michael is Michael is an expert in ufology. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. finally, we're going to have a ufologist on the show. And I can't be any more excited than that. So, yeah, we're going to welcome him to the show next week. And also with Encounters from Beyond, our new segment, I'm going to be reading something from Bill Matson, um, who's kind of like a legend in the paranormal here in northern Illinois. So, yeah, we got we got a great I, we, we have got a good show, a great show lined up for you next week, Shadows. Yeah, so you can contact us, shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com, with your story. If you want to come on air, we bring just your average Joe on. Haunted survivors, people who have seen things, whatever. It doesn't have to be somebody... You don't have to be in the paranormal field to have experienced something paranormal, and we would love to hear about it. Right. And if we find your you know story compelling enough, we'll have you on. Yeah. Tell us all about it. I mean, I love when we have guests. I've said it before. Yeah. I'll say it again. Rick talks less. So <laughs> your suggestions mean the world to me, people. So keep contacting me privately. I really do appreciate it. When you guys make fun of Rick, I love it. Thank you for mm. all those jokes. Thank you. What what jokes? And share them with me because I'm dying to, I'm no, dying to read that's, them. No, that's, that's private client privilege confidentiality hipaa there's something there in other words he's got nothing (laughs) i've got nothing man nobody contacts me except rick 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 and my toy collecting buddy willie that's it (laughs) i got two people that contact me that's it everybody hates steven (laughs) yes so with that being said great show rick ladies and gentlemen you can listen to us everywhere Please do. Please spread the show and look out for our contest this week. We're going to be throwing that up on Facebook. If you want to win a copy, DVD copy signed by the director, Tony Codwell. Balsam, a paranormal investigation featuring Kane. Really cool investigation to watch because it's a real investigation. And it's a cool place that you've never heard of. Yeah, you, you really get the sense that this was lovingly put together. Uh, it's that, that's all I could say about it. Like these are people who are very passionate about keeping it real, and that's what we're all about here at the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk is keeping it real. Word, my homie. Word. Word. All right, guys. You guys have a great week. Stay safe out there, and we will be back. Stay warm. Yes, please do. And uh, we will be back next week with a very special guest. We're going to be talking aliens, man, spaceships, hopefully lightsabers in there somewhere. So we'll see. (laughs) I'm sure we could work it in. So you guys take it easy. We are out of here.